Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It's time now for the bigger picture. And Ryan, this morning, I understand you're putting a focus on Chinese markets. They're off to a pretty good start to the year so far. They're looking forward to reopening and, you know, getting that whole revenge travel and revenge business back into play. What are some of the things that you're observing? Yeah, Elliot, there is this sense of optimism around China these days. And if you look at what's playing out in the markets, Chinese stocks in the U.S. have surged 13% in the first two trading days of this year, set for the best start to a year ever. If you look at the Nasdaq Golden Dragon China Index, that's up 69% from its October low. And if you look into what the policymakers are doing, there is a lot of commitment for support. The latest comes through from the PBOC saying it will use various policy tools to keep liquidity reasonably ample to step up financing support to spur domestic consumption and key investment projects as well as support a stable real estate market. Let's check in with John Lin. He is the Portfolio Manager for China Equities for Alliance Bernstein. Morning, John. How are you doing today? I'm all right. Good morning, Ryan. John, let's talk about what you are seeing right now when it comes to China. So we've got that reopening story, the easing of restrictions come January 8th. Has that announcement since upgraded your view when it comes to the Chinese stock market? I think it certainly has. I really have to go back to the beginning of December when the authorities relaxed COVID-0 restrictions. And it was rather abrupt and sudden. And obviously, that's led to a very sharp bounce in the number of infections. But as sharp as that relaxation or infection wave has been, I think the other side of it, as the infection wave sweeps through now the East Coast and then into the heartland of China, I think we're going to see as sharp an economic recovery as folks start to come out and consume. Yeah, so there is this back and forth going on as well, right? With the easing of restrictions, you also have COVID-19 cases picking up because of the activity and the movement of people. How does that play into your approach towards China? Right, so the way we think about it is um, actually China is not unique uh, in its path of reopening. So we have plenty of playbooks, whether it's other Asian nations, which opened earlier in the third quarter of 2022, mm. or the Western countries, you know, Singapore included, actually in sort of summer of 22 or, or earlier. And initially, what uh, folks typically see is a very sharp rebound in the consumer part of the economy, particularly in mobility-related sectors, travel, food and beverage. And I think those are going to be the opportunities in the near term. Uh, in general, I think we're going to see consumption pick up. And so the consumer part of the Chinese economy, to us, presents uh, the most compelling opportunities right away. And as that recovery spread through the rest of the economy, then you can start to be selective into different sectors. And you have to go industry by industry, company by company, into the later part of the first quarter, into the summer. Yeah, as you dig in into those indicators, what are some of the metrics or indicators that investors should be looking out for when they decide this company is something they should be putting their money into? Right. And so I think there's a couple of things. Uh, in, initially, companies are in the industries that uh, respond the best, you know, travel and food beverage, as we talked about, are going to be the ones that uh, receive a lot of investors' attention. Mm. And the indicators there uh, folks look at will be things like, you know, travel numbers, etc. 
For, for example, the number that's being uh, really focused or scrutinized at the moment are the traffic congestion or the subway passenger numbers coming out of places like Beijing and Shanghai, which bottomed uh, in the middle of December and is now uh, rebounding sharply. And as uh, the economy uh, recovers further, then it's back to more bread and butter type of economic numbers, whether it's consumption or total retail sales or other type of consumer confidence indicators. Right, we're chatting with John Lin. He is the portfolio manager for China Equities for Alliance Bernstein. John, how much do you place when it comes to the weightage on valuations, especially in the property sector? It has been battered quite a bit since the various issues in the property sector with the prices right now. It does look quite attractive. Yeah, indeed. And I think property developers are very attractively valued. Part of the reason is many of them essentially gone bankrupt. And so the as an equity investor, our playground or, or the field of investing is actually quite narrow. The number of investable companies have shrunken dramatically over the last 18 months during this sort of uh, property crisis level. A more interesting way to play the uh, property recovery could actually be other parts of the economy. There's a couple of ways. One is industries are more directly related to property recovery, whether it's home appliances or other type of services or products that uh, get sold better or get more uh, higher volume Mm. when the property sales pick up. Those are one way. And then, of course, second way is simply when property sector is doing better, consumers feel better themselves. And so the broader consumer could also be a different way of playing that property recovery. Yeah, indirect proxies, uh, so to speak, I guess, when it comes to looking at the opportunities in the markets. And looking at opportunities, we also have the tech sector, a victim of the various crackdowns playing out in the past few years in China. Regulators seem to have approved and Group's latest um, move to expand its business to raise more money to expand that part of the consumer finance business. This kind of paves the way for an IPO again. Of course, back then it was scrapped due to various issues, including how apparently it did not get approval. Now, with this in play, does this signal that tech stocks are now a good play to get into right now? Uh, we think so. So uh, certainly for the, the near term, these um, beaten up tech stocks are a great place to catch someone's rebound and capital flow. And I think there's a couple of things to consider here. One is that the risk factors that kept investors away, whether it's the regulatory risk that you mentioned from domestic Chinese regulators or regulatory risk from folks like the SEC or the auditors in the U.S. who are threatening to delist uh, many of these Chinese tech companies from the U.S. uh, exchanges, um, those risks have gone away. And so uh, investors are starting to look at these companies again, number one. And number two is simply just many global, international, and emerging market type of investors are very underway China at the moment because of the problems Chinese economy has had over the last couple of years. And so as Chinese markets start to recover, I think fund managers around the world are looking at their portfolio and, and saying, wait a second, I'm missing out. And so I think there's a, going to be a lot of uh, money coming in mm. to chase Chinese stocks in the near term. And as that happens, they typically buy the larger index weight stocks, which tend to be these tech stocks that we're talking about. So in the near term, there's a lot of positive catalysts to push this sector. And John, just to wrap things up, when it comes to investing, there's typically two camps. One is growth. And one is value. Now, if China is still on a rather accommodative policy stance, where does this place investors? You know, we think over the medium and long term, folks ought to think about uh, a different way of investing in China because, you know, as hard as the economy will bounce this year, I think over the three to five year horizon, uh, Chinese economy is maturing and it will grow slower. 
the soil growth actually that path resembles other sort of Asian dragons, if you will, whether it's Korea, Taiwan, or Singapore. And as the economy slows, the way to make money also will look different.、Uh, it's no longer about the go go, close your eyes and buy the growth stocks and you make money. Increasingly, has to be、uh, investors have to be selective. Look at the quality of the cash flow. Look at the valuation of the stocks. So we would argue over the medium and longer term, investors ought to pay attention to the value style of opportunities in China also. All right, great conversation. We've been chatting with John Lin. He is the portfolio manager for China Equities for Alliance Bernstein. John, thanks for time this morning. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg, or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.